Section 3 of The San Francisco Earthquake and Fire, as reported in the newspapers of that city. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Items from the Call, Chronicle, Examiner of Thursday, April 19, 1906. Five killed in Oakland Theater. Oakland, April 18th. The earthquake shock began in Oakland at 5.14 a.m., lasting 28 seconds, in which time nearly all the principal business buildings were badly damaged. Five people were hurled to death in the ruins of the Empire Theater building, and scarcely a residence in the city escaped without more or less damage. Those who met death amid the ruins of the theater were Otto Witcher, 45 years of age, Amelia Witcher, 13 years of age, Louis Marney, 25 years old, and his wife, aged 25 years, and an unidentified man. J.P. Judge, a locomotive engineer, died from heart failure caused by shock and excitement. All were caught by the falling walls of the building and were buried beneath tons of brick and broken timbers. The bodies were removed from the ruins by the firemen and were removed to the morgue. The buildings which suffered most from the terrific shock were the Physician's Building on Washington Street, between 12th and 13th Streets, the entire front of the upper floor being torn away and hurled into the street below, the Central Bank Building, the walls of both corners fronting on Broadway being wrecked, the First Baptist Church, a handsome stone building at Telegraph Avenue and Hobart Street, was so badly wrecked that it will have to be torn down. A three-story building on 13th Street between Broadway and Washington Streets, a complete wreck. The building occupied by the Crane Company at 13th and Webster Streets. St. Francis de Sales Church, one wall of which was torn loose from the building. St. Mary's College, and the First Unitarian Church. Not a brick or stone building in the city escaped damage, in most cases a part of the walls of the upper stories being torn away and thrown into the streets. At the corner of 11th and Clay Streets, a bakery wagon was caught by the falling debris, being reduced to kindling wood, and the horse killed. Awful as is the damage to this city, however, it is nothing compared to the appalling calamity which has overtaken San Francisco, and the people of Oakland are thankful that the horrors of fire were not added to those of the earthquake. Owing to the fact that the entire telephone and telegraph system has been rendered temporarily useless, it is impossible to secure details as to the amount of damage done in the interior of the county. The newly erected magnesite plant at Fruitvale has been entirely wrecked, and a number of other buildings more or less damaged. Among the Oakland and East Oakland waterfront, a number of warehouses and wharves have been partly demolished and will have to be rebuilt. At Niles, large boulders dislodged from the hill and crashed through the pipeline of the Spring Valley Water Company, and the flood of water released from the Big Main washed out the tracks of the Southern Pacific Company, delaying trains for several hours and helping to cripple the water supply of stricken San Francisco. A number of buildings in Niles were badly damaged. At Centerville, the entire front wall of the Centerville Bank collapsed, 
and other buildings were damaged. Berkeley escaped with little damage, a few chimneys being thrown down, and the walls of some of the brick buildings slightly damaged. Not one of the buildings on the University of California was affected by the shock. The southern Pacific sheds and the coal bunkers at Long Wharf collapsed into the bay, carrying with them thousands of tons of coal. Another heavy shock was felt at Martinez at six o'clock tonight, which still further wrecked the already tottering buildings, and should there be any further disturbance, many of them will collapse. The damage already done by the earthquake is estimated at $50,000. Martial law is declared. After a conference between Schmitz and Chief of Police Dienen, San Francisco was placed under martial law at nine o'clock yesterday morning. All the troops at the Presidio were rushed to the city, and mounted couriers were sent out to notify commanding officers of nearby garrisons that the Federal troops were needed in the stricken city. In less than an hour, more than 2,000 regular soldiers were patrolling the streets under orders to shoot thieves and vandals on sight. Mounted men drove back the frantic crowds by riding into the press of people, and many were injured in trying to escape from the riders. Disorderly throngs rushing over the fire lines called for quick and effective methods in handling the jam of people. Many acts of vandalism were committed, and during the excitement crooks looted countless damaged stores and office buildings. Colonel Morris, commanding officer of the Presidio, is in command of the troops guarding the city, and Major Brown is in command of the artillery division, comprising the 1st, 9th, and 24th light batteries, mounted troops, and five companies of heavy artillery, dismounted. One troop of the 14th Cavalry is acting as mounted couriers. The 22nd Infantry arrived at noon from Fort McDowell. Drafts of troops were sent from Alcatraz and Angel Islands. More than 5,000 regular soldiers, in addition to the militia, police, and special officers, kept order in the city last night. San Jose is ruined. Passengers arriving on trains from other cities in California bring tales of death and disaster from nearly all of them. The loss of life and property in San Jose was great, it being estimated that nearly fifty people were killed and many more injured. The Vendome Hotel Annex was badly wrecked, between ten and fifteen people being killed there. The St. Francis Hotel there was badly damaged, one aged woman being killed. Hiram Bailey sustained internal injuries. Dr. DeCrow was killed and his wife badly injured. Every business building in the city was demolished to such an extent that nearly all will have to be torn down. The post office building was half demolished. The front of the new courthouse fell into the street, and the entire building is a wreck. The First Presbyterian Church is completely demolished. Martial law has been declared, the state militia guarding property together with 500 special deputies. From Santa Cruz, Monterey, Gilroy, and Hollister come reports that all of these cities have been completely wrecked, the damage at Hollister being greatest, even all of the frame residences at the place being razed to the ground. The death list at Santa Cruz is reported to be very large. 
all of the stanford university buildings at palo alto with one exception are reported demolished no loss of life has been reported from there the state insane asylum at agnew is reported demolished the superintendent and his wife being killed and seventeen nurses injured two hundred inmates of the asylum escaped and are roaming over the countryside the military academy at warren was partly demolished and the students are making every effort to get away from there message comes to pardee from roosevelt oakland april eighteenth early this morning governor pardee received the following message from president roosevelt it was difficult to credit the news of the calamity that had befallen san francisco i feel the greatest concern for you and the people not only of san francisco but of california in the terrible disaster you will let me know if there is anything that the government can do theodore roosevelt governor pardee also received telegrams of sympathy and offering help from the governors of louisiana washington and oregon the following message was sent by governor pardee to mayor schmitz of san francisco am appalled and overwhelmed by the great calamity to san francisco only meagre details of which have reached me i extend sympathy and assurance of my earnest desire to help those in distress in any manner in which i am able george c pardee refugees go to oakland oakland april eighteenth thousands of refugees rendered homeless by the terrible calamity which has overtaken san francisco have come to this city to escape from the terrors across the bay on learning of this the realty syndicate at once offered edora park for the use of those left without shelter by the earthquake the offer has been gratefully accepted by the police and fire commissioners and two hundred cots have been placed in the theatre for the use of the refugees relief stations have also been established at the city hall and at the various public parks throughout the city other relief stations have also been established in such of the churches throughout the city as are considered safe for use as such mayor frank k mott has issued the following appeal to the people of oakland to aid the authorities in preserving peace and order to the people of oakland the earthquake this morning visited upon our city a great calamity yet it is a source of much satisfaction that we were spared from a conflagration and serious loss of life the officials of the city have the situation well in hand but i desire to appeal to the people to cooperate with the authorities in maintaining peace and order as many buildings are in an unsafe condition the public are admonished to keep off the streets and particularly warned against congregating in groups it is also very essential that precaution be used in the building of fires until the chimneys have been inspected and repaired those who have not either gas or oil stoves are advised that danger may be avoided by moving their stoves out of doors frank k mott mayor chief n a ball of the oakland fire department has made the following suggestions to householders regarding fires in houses the chimneys of which have fallen build no fires in coal stoves grates or fireplaces until the interior of the chimneys has been inspected cleaned out and put in repair 
in many places where the chimneys appear to be all right they may have cracks in the interior or may be stopped up with refuse which might cause a blind fire while the earthquake was at its height the two smokestacks at the gas works at the foot of grove street fell crashing through the roof of the works crushing the boiler and killing one of the firemen whose identity has not yet been learned the force of the earthquake has caused the twelfth street dam opposite the boathouses on lake merritt to sink eighteen inches a report comes from martinez that the martinez bank building one of the finest structures in the town has been completely destroyed it is at present impossible to estimate the amount of damage to property in this city owing to the fact that practically no inspection has been made of the buildings except by fire warden george macdonald and this only for the purpose of condemning those which are unsafe and must be torn down many of the structures which from the outside show little apparent damage on closer examination prove to have been so badly twisted and racked by the shock that it is feared they will have to be torn down santa rosa is a total wreck santa rosa april eighteenth this city is a total wreck there are ten thousand homeless men women and children huddled together the loss of life is not to be estimated it will probably reach the thousands as the last great seismic tremor spent its force in the earth the whole business portion tumbled into ruins the main street is piled many feet deep with the fallen buildings not one business building from the california northwestern pacific depot in the extreme west end of the city to the athenium on the east is left intact this destruction includes all of the county buildings the four-story courthouse with its dome mounting high into the heavens is merely a pile of broken masonry nothing is left identification is impossible what was not destroyed by the earthquake has been swept by fire until the flames leaped into the heavens there was hope of saving the residence district it was soon apparent that any such idea that might have been entertained was to be abandoned this was appreciated by the citizens and they prepared to desert their homes not even their household goods were taken they made for the fields and hills to watch the destruction of one of the most beautiful cities of the west the water system of the municipality was destroyed by the earthquake firefighting was not to be thought of the city was at the mercy of the elements and crumbled and cracked as the gentle west breeze from the great pacific blew from the hill to fan the flames to undestroyed localities thus the citizens watched from the rincoon hills their homes erased in a few cases some attempted to return to the burning city to rescue valuables many of them who ventured too close were overcome by the heat and smoke they dropped choked and fainting in their tracks in many instances these foolish souls were left to their fate there were too many injured and dying who needed attendance and who had been injured in the first awful crash to allow those who had returned of their own free will to be cared for later in the day some water was pumped from santa rosa creek this was comparatively of no use as the firefighting force of the city was limited among other buildings ruined are the three leading hotels occidental st rose and grand 
it was in these hostelries that the greatest number of deaths occurred they were all brick structures the st rose having a steel frame they fell as if constructed of playing cards and in the heaps were buried the hundreds of lodgers relief was immediately dispatched from petaluma carts and wagons loaded with provisions and clothing were brought in from the adjoining city during the day these supplies were distributed among the homeless when the flames allowed the ruins were searched for dead the undertaking was far greater than had been imagined it was found that besides the hotels the many lodging-houses and rooming quarters of the city contained dead with the limited number of men and the mass of ruins months must necessarily elapse before any kind of an appreciation of the fatalities can be learned the mangled forms will be found as long as excavations are made on the north conditions are fully as shocking as here there is no communication by wire or railroad between here and Heldsburg. Besides the wires all being on the ground, the bridges crossing the Russian River at that point are in the stream. This makes all communication by rail from the northern part of Sonoma County impossible. Many have arrived, however, on horseback and in wagons. These messengers bring the saddest tidings of the destruction of Heldsburg, Geyserville, Cloverdale, Hopland, and Ukia. This report takes in the country as far north as Mendocino and Lake Counties, and as far west as the Pacific Ocean. These are frontier counties, and have not as large towns as farther south. In every case the loss of life and property is as shocking as here in the country the farmers have converted their spacious homes and outhouses into dwellings for the people left without shelter in the cities every man of the country is working to relieve the suffering of their more unfortunate urban brethren that the beautiful old summer resort of skaggs hot springs the second oldest watering-place of california is in ruins was reported late this afternoon this place is located far back in the coast range of mountains and communication with it is cut off the report carries however that many were injured who were registered at the hotel west of here seven miles the town of sebastopol is no more the bank building is the only structure left standing in the village this hamlet was located in the most fertile locality and was noted for its prosperity here, too, many have suffered death and injuries. As here, they are being cared for by the country people. The shock from the condition of the frame buildings at Sebastopol was even more severe than here. In most cases, homes constructed of wood withstood the twisting effect of the disturbance. In this country place, buildings of wood were destroyed along with the brick and stone structures. As the residences are all constructed of wood, the injured will number large. There are not, however, so many dead in the residence section as might be expected. They were saved in many cases by the peculiar way in which the buildings fell. The timbers did not give way entirely, and the occupants were able to crawl from the tangled mass. Although the city of Petaluma lies but sixteen miles south of here, it escaped the more violent shock but few buildings were totally destroyed the injured and dead are small in view of their escape the citizens of petaluma are organizing relief parties 
that are being sent into the neighboring cities and towns to the southeast of here sonoma glen ellen and a dozen other small towns throughout the sonoma valley are all reported in ruins the country far and wide from the meagre reports received by horsemen must be in ruin how many are dead and suffering in these outlying districts cannot be ascertained at this writing it seems that to say some are alive is the easiest and most accurate report to send to the outside world officer killed in dynamite explosion lieutenant charles c pullis commanding the twenty-fourth company of light artillery was blown up by a charge of dynamite at sixth and jesse streets shortly before noon and was fatally injured he was taken to the military hospital at the presidio he had a fractured skull and several bones broken and internal injuries he will not recover lieutenant pullis placed a heavy charge of dynamite in a building on sixth street the fuse was imperfect and did not ignite the charge as soon as was expected pullis went into the building to relight it and the charge exploded while he was in the building the injured officer is a graduate of the artillery school at fortress monroe virginia he is thirty years of age single and a native of chicago End of section three.